1: All right. Welcome to the show, episode 377 of I Doubt It With Dollamore. I am your host, as always, Jesse Dollamore, and I am joined tonight by my very special co host, the lovely, the talented Brittany Page. Right there in the <laughs> trenches with you. In the trenches? Yes. What is, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, now we can talk about the the controversy, because on the last episode, you were feeling a little peeved.
1: Yeah, a little... uh, I was in my head, a little aggravated.
2: Yeah, and I think that was... About YouTube. Yeah, it was primarily because of YouTube and YouTube's inability to act, um, get it together, take action on one channel in particular that we are not going to name, and... We'll get into it. But before we start, I think you wanted to ensure that people who find out the channel that we're talking about do not go to the channel and troll it or attack. That's right. Write negative comments. Really, there should just be no interaction with the people who run this channel.
1: That's right. If you Listen, if you do a little sleuth and it's not hard. I mean, the the, the link has been posted everywhere and to the video and you can find out who it is. Um, don't fuck with them. Yeah. Don't troll them. Don't go give them a taste of their own medicine. Don't do any of that. Yes. We need to be bigger. We need to be grown ups. just because we have political disagreements and just because they're doing something that is way out of bounds doesn't mean that we have to answer with the same stupidity. So don't do that. Please on my behalf for my sake as a favor to me don't Do that. Mm -hmm. So what happened is that this channel has done many videos, rebuttal videos, disagreeing about politics. And they make fun and, you know, whatever. That's, that's, That's fine. Making fun and calling me a libtard and whatever. All of that is fine. I drew the line the other day when my murder was depicted on screen. By virtue of the depiction, I believe my murder was encouraged on screen. There was a scope with crosshairs dialed in on my head. The trigger was pulled. There's a gunshot sound and then a splatter of blood. This is unacceptable.
2: Also, the context of the video is what makes it even worse. So the context of the video, this was your video talking about the... Man who, after hearing Donald Trump call CNN fake news all this time, decided to take it upon himself and call CNN repeatedly yeah. and threaten to kill their employees.
1: He used the words, I'm going to gun you all down. Right. Those are his words. Right.
2: And so that was th- that was the subject matter of this video. And then they shoot you in the face and the blood. And there's comments on the video that talk about wouldn't it be more productive to just bomb these people rather than shoot them? LOL, JK, don't send the feds to my house. So there are, you know, people who have some problems yeah. that are going to watch this and who knows what's in their head. So it's it's concerning. And you decided to go public with it and post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter
1: Only because YouTube didn't act.
2: Yes, in an attempt to get YouTube's attention. And many people went to flag it. Many people flagged it for inappropriate content, for encouraging violence. There were many flags. Yeah. YouTube has not taken it down. And there appears to be no sense of urgency on this matter on YouTube's end. Which is concerning. not,
1: Not so far, no. I mean, I have hope that something eventually will get done. But my problem here is this is a channel with, you know, over 30,000, almost 40,000 followers. And even if the, the the individual who runs the channel isn't, even if he isn't, let's say, I don't know, but let's say he's not a legitimate threat to me. He doesn't know all 40,000 subscribers. There's bound to be problematic individuals who may have extremist views who will see that video and be encouraged. And maybe some of those people live right near me. That's a problem. It's a problem YouTube should take far more seriously, especially from the business standpoint of this, that they're trying to clean up their act. They're trying to make themselves more advertiser-friendly. Well, I'd like to see it and not just hear it from you, YouTube. Right. Because I've been messaged dozens, if not a hundred times. Be careful. Take care of yourself. I flagged the video. YouTube needs to do the right thing. Still nothing. As of right now, still nothing. So... My admonition earlier of not trolling or whatever, that doesn't mean don't go flag the video. You want to flag the video, flag the video. Right. But I just don't want people taking, you know, looking for justice on my behalf. Yes. So anyway, we'll see. That was It was alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go watch the video if you'd like. I mean, I, I don't care. Um, But you do just need to get their shit together. They need to get it done and do it right.
2: Yes, 100%.
1: All right. In lighter news, <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh a clip on the news uh, about Panera asking the government to define Panera bread. Specifically define, yeah, Panera bread, the the sandwich or the Ca- l- cafe, yeah, restaurant I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Restaurant bakery?
2: Yeah, you you know, you know Panera bread. <laughs> the,
1: the, <laughs> They want the government uh, via the FDA to specifically and legally define what an egg is, because apparently their competitors, and this is why I want to play this, because this might be interesting to you, because you might get egg sandwiches from Starbucks or, you know, I don't think if you eat at McDonald's, you, you think that's real egg. Anyway, <laughs> this is what's happening. A breakfast battle over eggs. Panera is protesting how some fast food restaurants labeled their dishes and now calling on the FDA to take a closer look at the definition of egg. ABC's Eva Pilgrim is here with those details. Good morning, Eva.
3: Good morning, Robin. It's something most of us have never even questioned. It looks like an egg, it smells like an egg, but now one major food company is asking, should it be called an egg? Everything you love about breakfast, wrapped in a fried egg shell. This morning, a breakfast battle brewing. Freshly
4: made all day.
3: Panera crying foul, saying the eggs in their competitor sandwiches aren't always all they're cracked up to be. Have a classic egg McMuffin made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. The bakery now petitioning the FDA, arguing that only food made from a cracked shell egg without addition of additives or further processing should be called eggs, saying anything else should be referred to as egg products. You deserve a
0: breakfast made with
3: respect. This as they roll out their own new line of made to order breakfast sandwiches featuring 100% real eggs. Our view
1: is (laughs) if you ask for an egg, you should get an egg. Over half of those chains have eggs on their menu with five or more ingredients.
3: Many fast food chains reheat pre-cooked frozen egg patties or use a bulk liquid egg product. While eggs may be the main ingredient, they also contain things like preservatives to extend the shelf life, coloring to make it look better, and other ingredients that all help to give you that perfect fluffy egg.
5: Bacon. Fresh roasted peppers, peach free eggs.
3: Taco Bell and Starbucks saying they aren't misleading consumers, both pointing out that they list the ingredients for all their food on their websites. Dunkin' Donuts firing back that their eggs are real, saying the additional ingredients are used to ensure integrity during the cooking process. Oh, the egg battle. Experts say it's not likely the FDA is going to rush to define what is an egg, since this isn't exactly a major public health concern. But they said they will respond. Hmm. People wanna know. Yes. People do wanna know. <laughs>
1: did did she call them experts? Or was that just me with egg on the brain? There was
2: all kinds of puns happening <laughs> in the in the clip.
1: Well, I wanna ask the audience what they think, but I I wonder if this is more stirring up controversy so everybody knows Panera uses real eggs cuz they just started doing breakfast mm-hmm. or if this is a real concern you know because they they are big on the fresh food and the you know Panera's not terrible you know I don't choose to go there it's like a, oh, shit there's nothing else yeah if you're on a business trip or something you know what i mean
2: yeah i i i don't know i think that i am someone who thought that starbucks was giving me like a real egg so I'm, I'm disappointed here.
1: Well, the photos that I saw in the video or the video context was like the, it, like, I guess Taco Bell has like a, like a taco shell that is an egg and it's white. And then on the side of it, there's like the big yellow yolk. And once I was watching them, I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's fake as fuck. That's terribly fake. Why did I, why was I fooled by that? Because it just resembles an egg.
2: Yeah, um, that seems pretty straightforward, but that was the grossest part of that clip is when they said they one of the things they add is the color yeah, yeah, to make it look better.
1: Right. Ooh, well, listen, What does
2: it look like? Egg
1: product, just like cheese product. <laughs> it's not a cheese or, or even there are some companies that call their thing cheese food. It's a cheese food. Yeah. If it's cheese, it's food. You don't need <laughs> to call it cheese food.
2: Yeah, there was a lawsuit a couple months ago, and there there was someone who was unhappy with Parmesan cheese being labeled 100% cheese because there's so many additives in it. No,
1: I think that the label said 100% shredded Parmesan cheese.
2: No, it said 100%
1: cheese. Oh, okay, okay. Y-
2: yeah, and and so they said that's not true because there's all kinds of additives put into the the grated Parmesan cheese that you buy, you know, to sprinkle on pizza. Like even or... filler
1: they were putting in.
2: Yeah, all kinds of whatever,
1: soy and other things to to make it go, to to make their cheese dollar go further. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and uh, the judge said that reasonable consumers would know that grated cheese must contain some additives. So he said that basically they consumers will know that it's not really 100% cheese.
1: I don't know. And
2: and he said, this is the phrasing that he gave. He said that the 100% claims might be interpreted as other than an assertion that the product contained nothing but cheese it could be taken to mean 100% of the cheese was Parmesan <laughs> or that the Parmesan cheese was 100% grated.
1: Yeah, right. That's what I mean. <laughs> so if you have 100% grated Parmesan cheese, yeah, you think in your mind, oh, that's 100% Parmesan cheese, not, oh, that cheese food in there is 100% grated. No one would think that. There's a there's a clause or a theory or a saying about the reasonable man clause in law. No reasonable person would look at a package and think, "Oh, the 100% is talking about the the manner with which it's delivered to me." Yeah. Come on. Anyway,
2: I love that the <laughs> that the parmesan cheese was 100% grated. So it's like half cheese, but the half part is 100 percent graded. So that's that, right. There you go. <laughs> I,
1: I would uh I would love to know what the audience thinks of. Is this marketing? Is this uh is there something here? Should should the FDA step in. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at com. All right. Let's let's talk about the Hillary Clinton sexual thing, well, that could be a troublesome sentence, and then also the Scott Bale, before we move on to Dolomocracy. So Hillary Clinton in 2008 had a, an advisor, a senior advisor, who was in charge of faith-based operations. No mm. shocker there. And he apparently, what are, what are some of the allegations?
2: Well, young women were concerned. Young women were making um, allegations that he should be moved, um, that he was engaging in inappropriate behavior, that he was making them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. And it was even suggested to Hillary Clinton that she get rid of this person. Yeah. That she fire him. She let him go.
1: I think she was, that was like, it, she was advised. This yes. is what needs to happen. Yes.
2: Like based on the allegations that we're hearing here, this is our recommendation to you, Mrs. Clinton. And she did not follow that order. She instead decided to keep him around. Yeah.
1: Burn Strider's this guy's thing. Yes. So what she did was kept this guy on moved the woman who made the allegations to another job so she effectively lost her job they moved her to oh you're gonna get moved off somewhere else and do something else and then this guy got to stay around there's no way to look at this is wrong this is wrong Mm -hmm. you can't be a champion for women you can't be the 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 Die to the wool progressive that you that you want to uh, portray yourself as, and be doing shit like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of this double standard that is starting to creep its way into the Democratic Party, where if Republicans like like Franklin Graham and Tony Perkins and Jerry Falwell, Jr. talk about Donald Trump, banging a porn star while he's married and his wife is home with their newborn baby. And they say, eh, but that was like 10 years ago. And Democrats are outraged. It doesn't matter that it was 10 years ago. Well, then you need to shut the fuck up. When Hillary Clinton, all of these surrogates now are coming out and saying, well, look, this was in 2008. This was 10 years ago. We, we, things are different now yeah listen sexual harassment was just as terrible then as it is now and democrats have always claimed to have the moral authority on this particular topic
2: well listen she chose to protect her top advisor over this female employee that's that's ultimately what she she chose to do she didn't follow the direction that people offered listen this guy He's causing problems. We need to we need to get rid of him, and um, now she's in the Me Too movement, right? But I I agree with what you're saying because it, it, the other thing that's a problem is oh you want to you guys want to talk about this Hillary Clinton article? Well, what about Donald Trump? Isn't he a big a bigger problem right now? Shouldn't we be talking about him? Right. Listen, 375 episodes. What are we on?
1: <laughs> this is 377. We
2: do okay, yeah. but you can also talk about. Yeah. This, and this is a problem. If you want someone to be an advocate for, woman, for women, then they need to do that. And when they fail to do that, you need to talk about it. You need yes. to report on it because it, it draws attention to the fact that they are failing in that aspect. They're being hypocritical. And she can't hide from that. Right. She needs to
1: address it. That, I believe, is more important than anything else. That if we want to have credibility as champions of women's rights and equality... And the Me Too movement and stepping into the gap to stand for people out of power, then we have to do it consistently. Right. You don't uh, be all sheepish and quiet when it's your guy. Yeah. But then, oh, I'm going to be on the mountaintop for women when it's Donald Trump. And
2: listen, I've heard all the same stuff in response to this as I hear from Trump supporters defending Trump. Yes. Well, these were just allegations.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know. No, there was no conviction. She didn't
2: know. OK, well, they're just allegations against Donald Trump. There's just allegations against all these other people. Harvey what, Weinstein. What do you. There's no
1: conviction of Harvey Weinstein.
2: I mean, it's the it's the strangest thing to watch that breakdown happen. Yeah. Right. Because many times um, Democrats, liberals want to look at Trump supporters and say we have the stranglehold on reason uh, logic. And then a negative report about Hillary Clinton comes out and we don't want to talk about it. We want to make excuses for it. We want to say it's not legitimate. But I've also seen on the other side where Trump supporters were tripping over themselves to share this article about Hillary Clinton from The New York Times, which was written by Maggie Haberman. Right. Um, Who they
1: label fake news all the goddamn time. Yeah,
2: she's constantly attacked. Seb Gorka attacked her. Yeah. It was constantly a problem. But Maggie Haberman also, the previous day before this reporting was, was sent out, she did the Mueller story that Donald Trump wanted to have Mueller fired. She was also reporting on that story. So one day, she's doing a report on Donald Trump. The next day, she's doing a report on Hillary Clinton. The Trump supporters called the first one fake news. This one, not fake news. Going to share up, it everywhere. That's right.
1: It lines up with their their ideology now. Right. With their guy.
2: This is all a problem.
1: Well, listen. Important topics like this shouldn't be partisan. There are some things that don't have to be partisan. Sexual assault and using power, being in a position of power and using sex as a weapon is... It's it's beyond partisanship. It's beyond Republican and Democrat. We want to protect people who are being fucking abused. And that's what this is. So uh, I would encourage everybody out there to, if you hear someone who's a Democrat, who's a liberal, who's a progressive, who's a friend of yours, and they're doing this, eh, check them a little bit, not saying uh, befriend, you know, defriend them. Check them a little bit, you know?
2: Yeah, I think that anytime. Well, tough love. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you can make an attempt to encourage someone to be a little bit more rational, you know, I, I just. People always say anytime you talk about Hillary Clinton, it's a distraction. And I don't think that's necessarily true, especially in this instance where she's trying to be a feature in the Me Too movement. And this story comes out where she shielded her top advisor from problems, um, even though he was sexually harassing a young woman. That's a problem. Yeah. And it's okay to talk about it. And it's okay to talk about it in addition to all the terrible stuff that Donald Trump does. That is okay.
1: Uh, it's expected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then let's, let's also talk about what's expected is talking about Scott Bayo these new allegations and can i say something at risk of seeming shitty scott Bayo's wife is a she's a nutter she is an attack dog of anybody who has something negative to say about him oh really uh, she goes she goes hard and over the top aggressive oh yeah um What's this? Nicole Eggert is her name. She mm-hmm. was a star on Charles it, do in Charge. You know the details? I don't know much about it.
2: Yeah, so she was um, on Charles in Charge with Scott Baio. And <laughs> I was talking to someone about Scott Baio today, and they were like, who? Who is Scott Baio? <laughs> um, but in, in addition I, I think to...
1: actually what they said was, I was born in 1992.
2: <laughs> that is what they said. <laughs> um, so. He he is a huge fan of Donald Trump. He's always on Fox News. He was
1: invited to speak at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland.
2: Yes. He was a childhood celebrity. Yeah. You know, child star. And he was on a show, Charles in Charge, with Nicole Eggert. And she went on Twitter the other day and decided to respond to someone about something that they had posted. And she said, ask at Scott Bayo what happened in his garage at his house when I was a minor. Creep. Wow. Okay. And people rep- responded to this, wanted more details, kind of wanted to figure out what was going on. And she said that she was a molested child. And said that she was 14, 15, 16, and 17 when the incidents occurred. And she responded to someone that was kind of questioning what she was saying. And um, asked them, what is your explanation for him fingering me at age 14? God
1: damn.
2: So Scott Baio responded that he was going to do a Facebook live session to prove her claims are quote unquote 100% lies.
1: Prove? 100%. 100%. That that is that is a surety. That that is that is rock solid. He's going to prove it 100%.
2: Which seems hard he did, hard to do. He he did not. I mean, how is how does he plan to do that? It's a very Trump tactic. Yeah. Uh,
1: in 3 days I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to drop the audio of the conversation I had with Sergeant LeDavid Johnson. I'm going to prove That congresswoman wrong. And then it's, you know, in three days, it's crickets because there's no tape. There's no there's no proof.
2: Well, at the end of his video, he said, quote, I don't know what else to put out there. She's my best friend in the world. Then all of a sudden, I'm the boogeyman. The problem with almost all he said, she said cases is theirs is they are. He said, she said Hmm. now go prove it or disprove it. The real problem with this is people with legitimate claims aren't taken seriously. And that's too bad. But again, I thought he was supposed to come out and prove that they were 100% right. lies. Yeah, right. <laughs> apparently, he didn't do that if that's how the video ended.
1: <laughs> and apparently, I, I, we, I read uh, a, an account of the video. I didn't watch it. But apparently, his wife is off camera screaming additional things to say, you know, like when you're on a phone call and you got the peanut gallery and they want you to say this, say this, say. She was one of those. So. hmm uh, you look. Uh, this again isn't a partisan thing. We're not bringing this up as a tit for tat. Oh, we talked about Hillary. Now we got to talk about this. They're just coming out at the same time, right? So we're going to address it.
2: And we've talked about uh, the Me Too stuff. We've followed that pretty closely. So
1: yeah, we also would love to know what you think about this six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Of course, you can always email a voice memo as always from your smartphone to I doubt it at dolamore
2: And Raina upped her pledge.
1: Raina, beautiful Raina, long time loyal listener Raina. Yes. Upped her pledge. Yes. That is awesome. We appreciate you guys. Like the little blurb just said, if you're in a position to, we should actually change the verbiage on it but if you're in a position to and you appreciate what we do we really would love to have you join the patreon family we send out some stickers we do these live streams if you're at the right level we do a monthly google hangout call which is a great time um sometimes it's a little more spirited than others and uh it's it's nice. It's become kind of a tight knit group of friends and um it's a it's a beautiful network. So we'd love to have you on board. You can also buy stuff on Amazon through our link, dollarmore.com slash Amazon. And of course, if you want to buy a t-shirt, hood a hoodie, uh a tote, a mug, whatever, with some logo on it, <laughs> you go to dollamore.info.
2: Logo and hashtag classy laid.
1: Logo and hashtag classy laid. And you're the puppet. <laughs> and you're the puppet. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So Donald Trump is in Davos, Switzerland. It's kind of a muckety-muck meeting of businessmen at an economic forum. I don't know why Donald Trump is there, because these people are not his pals. They don't like his style. They don't like the fact that he claims to be. I am one hundred percent free trade. <laughs> mm. Dot dot dot. But you can't be one hundred percent free trade. Uh, but you're either you are or you're not.
2: Well, again, it depends on who last made the argument. Was it pro or right. was it against? Right, right, was right. it pro con? Uh, he doesn't know how to feel on his own. He needs someone to tell him.
1: Well, he's you know what do they say? <laughs> uh, a moron. Allegedly.
2: They say many things.
1: Many. Many people are saying a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, another moron is is Pierce Morgan. <laughs> and Pierce Morgan sat down. Pierce Morgan, former CNN. He took over for Larry King when he left. And he yeah. does Good Morning Britain, yes. GMB. Uh, it's like their Today show over there.
2: Yeah, he seems to be a Trump fan. Is that yes. correct? Yes,
1: yes, Yeah. He is a Trump fan. Yes. Well, he interviewed Donald Trump in Davos, Davos. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Davos. It's
2: Davos. Sounds
1: a little bit more more fancy.
2: I've heard everyone saying
1: Davos. I'm pretty fancy, so I'm going to go with Davos.
2: That seems fitting.
1: (laughs) So anyway, they sat down, and one of the questions that uh, Pierce Morgan asked him was about those retweets that Donald Trump made from Britain First. The racist white nationalist group over in England led by Jada... Franson, I think her last name is. Mm -hmm. They were terrible, racist, factually incorrect videos. In one of the videos, it shows a kid with dark hair walking up to a kid on crutches who's blonde headed and starting a fight, starting to fight him. And they proposed the video that was retweeted as Muslim boy beats up on this poor crippled kid. That was kind of the, the messaging. Well, it turns out they were two Dutch kids. They they weren't even there was no Muslim involved. Mm-hmm. It was just one dick kid beating up on a kid with crutches. Yes, they were both Dutch.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Donald Trump propaganda we, videos. That's exactly right. Donald Trump retweeted three horrible tweets from this horrible lady who represents a horrible organization in the United Kingdom. It was an uproar globally, if you remember. I'm probably beating a dead horse here because everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck, we get it, we know."
2: Although I have to say, it feels like that was 30 years ago. Yeah,
1: right. The tempo is—it's an upbeat tempo. Yeah, with the it's
2: just so much.
1: Well, Pierce Morgan kind of was was very direct about asking him. So are you going to apologize? You know, that was bad. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Listen to the exchange. I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed, one, with the Washington Post, whose headline said Donald Trump apologizes for the retweets of Britain First.
2: Yeah, he brags about how he never apologizes. He so. didn't fucking
1: apologize in the clip. Yeah. Listen to this.
5: He retweeted uh, an organization called Britain First, one of the leaders, three times. And this calls well, co- three times, bum, bum, bomb, bomb, quickly. Right. Yeah. But this calls three huge- of. Hey,
1: hey, let's stop it there. <laughs> let, let, let's stop it right there. You retweeted three times. Oh, no, whoa, excuse me, Pierce. Boom, boom, boom. Very quickly, I retweet. Dick, quickly or slowly, you retweeted them three times. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on, and now Donald Trump is going to give a very detailed explanation of why it's different. He didn't tweet them, he retweeted and why that's different.
5: Huge. Uh, anxiety and anger in my country because Britain First is a, a basically a bunch of racist, fascist. Of course, I didn't know that. Well, that's what I wanted to clarify okay. with you. What did you know about them when you did those? Well, I know
6: tweets? nothing about them, and I know nothing about them today, other than I read a little mm. bit, and I guess. And again, I'm in the United States, so mm. I don't read as much about it. Perhaps it was a big story I don't in read. Britain. Mm. Perhaps it was a big story in the UK, but uh, in the United States, it wasn't a big story. I did a retweet, you know, retweet. Sometimes you do retweets. When you do your own tweeting or you do your own social media, it's fine. When you do those retweets, they can cause problems because you never know who's doing it to start off with. The way
5: it was interpreted, because you didn't take down the retweets for several weeks, the way it was interpreted was that you were effectively endorsing this bunch of racists, and that caused a lot of anger. Well,
6: I don't know who they are. I know nothing about them, so I wouldn't be doing that. And I am, as I say often, I am the least racist person oh, that
2: my anybody's
6: going to meet. And <laughs> Except certainly, for I racism. wasn't endorsing anybody. I knew nothing about them. Uh, they had a, uh, I guess, a couple of depictions of radical Islamic mm-hmm. terror. Radical Islamic terror, whether you like talking about it or not,
5: Piers is. No, no, I'm going to come and talk about because, it because you I'm know you
6: look at what's going on, you look at what's going on in UK. No, no, I'm going to you, you look at what's going on all over the world. You're I mean, absolutely right so about that. So we can try and shield it and say, oh, I'm gee, not shielding anything. Things.
5: I do uh, just want to get one thing Go out ahead. of you. Given the amount of offence it caused, do you regret now those retweets, and do you wish you, with hindsight, hadn't done
6: it? Well, you know, look. It was done because I am a big believer in fighting radical Islamic terror. This was a depiction of radical Islamic. But they terror. were
5: unverified videos. At least one of them well, was not what it they seemed. They are.
6: But this was. I didn't do it. I didn't go out. And, I. I did a retweet. Uh, Oh it God. was a big story where you are, but it was not a big story I that, of where okay. I am. I get that. So you're telling me something like Well, this is
5: airing in Britain, Britain and I, I want them to get to the real you.
6: Well, I'll tell you, the real me is somebody that loves Britain, loves the UK, loves. I love Scotland. Mm. I, I wish, you know, my one of the biggest problems I have in winning, I won't be able to get back there so often. I would love to go there. I, as you know, before this happened... I would be there a lot, it, very special people in a very special place. So uh, I don't want to cause any difficulty for your country, that I can tell you. And can I get, a, and, and can I get an be,
5: apology out of you just for the, the retweets of people. Well, if first. you're telling me that it would go a long way. Uh,
6: then uh, here's what's fair. If you're telling me there's a horrible people, horrible <laughs> racist people, yeah. horrible, I would certainly apologize if you'd like me to do that. I know nothing about them.
5: Uh, and you would I, disavow yourself of people like
6: that. Uh, I don't want to be involved with people. Right. But you're telling me about these people because yeah. I know
1: nothing about these people.
2: So there's
5: a lot he doesn't know about.
1: <laughs>
2: so again, you can't believe him because when this is basically the same thing that happened when he was interviewed by Jake Tapper, I think it was. Yeah, that's
1: exactly and right. And
2: he said, "I don't know anything about the KKK." I don't
1: know anything about David Duke or the KKK. Yeah, you don't know yeah. about
2: the KKK.
1: Right. How have
2: you made it through your whole life not hearing about the KKK when your dad is who your dad is?
1: Your dad got arrested at a KKK protest or riot. Did you never talk to your dad? In the 20s, there, you could read the New York Times article about it. You know about the KKK, dickhole. You went to the Ivy League schools, the best schools, the best memory. You know about the Ku Klux Klan. You clown.
2: And then he admits to never reading the news. I didn't really read about it. I don't know. Fox News never talked about it, so I don't know. They didn't talk about my tweets.
1: (laughs) My name wasn't mentioned, so I I don't pay attention.
2: Does he get the retweets do not equal endorsements thing? Does that apply to the president?
1: He must. He must. He should put that disclaimer on his Twitter profile. That would be great. mm -hmm. The other thing is, he says... Well, you know, it might have been a big story over here in, in Britain, but it wasn't, a, yeah, it wasn't a big deal in America. Right. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. The internet exploded. The news, that's all they talked about. It was a huge story over here. Yeah. Does he think that we don't have the kind of memory he claims to have? Because you don't need that kind of memory to remember just a few months ago.
2: Also... <laughs> the Internet kind of connects everybody That's and we right. get to, like, see everything. So uh, a uh, liar. Pierce Morgan, who is involved in the news and likely follows a lot of American news outlets yes, as well, of course. would have seen many of those articles reporting on the big news that was Donald Trump retweeting racist organizations and spreading propaganda from his official Twitter account.
1: The problem is, he's being interviewed by Pierce Morgan. Yeah. Friendly to Donald Trump. He may as well be being interviewed by Fox News on steroids.
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: Because he didn't get challenged. What do you mean it wasn't a big story in America? I know it was a big story in America. Yeah. Doesn't get no challenge. No question.
2: Well, Pierce Morgan asked him if he's a feminist. Uh, we already know the answer to this question. Of course, he said no, he wouldn't call himself a feminist.
1: Shocking. Really? That's
2: well, I think Jimmy Kimmel should ask Stormy Daniels if Donald Trump is a feminist after the State of the Union.
1: That's tomorrow, uh, the next day, Wednesday, right? The 30th, I believe. 30th. So, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. after the State of the Union address, Stormy Daniels is going to be on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yes. And he's going to be asking her all kinds of very Jimmy Kimmel questions. Yes. It's going to be good. (laughs) I would recommend everybody tune into that. This episode brought to you by Jimmy (laughs) Kimmel (laughs) Live. So, we talked about last time that there was a report that Donald Trump tried to fire Robert Mueller in June. He tried to get Don McGahn, the White House counsel, to put the wheels in motion to fire Robert Mueller. And Don McGahn replied with... Fuck off! I'm gonna quit if that's what happens. That's Jesse paraphrasing everybody.
2: Oh, that's not a direct quote.
1: Nah, I'm, uh, maybe it was, okay. but I'm, that, I'm, uh, I'm just putting my my, my Jesse flavor. Yes. on
2: Yes, yes.
1: Put my my Jesse DNA on the on the paraphrase. Uh oh. <laughs> well, he was asked about this. Donald Trump was asked about this in Davos, and what do you think his reaction was?
4: Mr. President, did you order about that.
1: You. fake news folks
6: fake news what's your
4: message the
6: typical today? New York Times fake stories
4: Mr.
1: Trump every time he is like a fucking five-year-old every time you ask Donald Trump something that he doesn't like it's a ah, blah 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 ah, la 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 I'm not listening I'm not li- that's the maturity level of the president of the United States currently.
2: Yeah, well, he's been allowed to get away with that, though. That's part of the problem. Is Not in Davos.
1: Y- that is correct. They reacted. I'm glad you led me there. But go ahead. You, it's the boo clip. Go ahead.
2: No, I mean, <laughs> of, this is kind of what should be happening here. I mean, the press can't do that. They can't just boo him. But I, I would like to see a little bit more Jim Acosta style. Yeah. Um, interactions with the president because he can't be allowed to just say fake news, everybody, and then walk away. We're going to get to the point where he's just going to bring out a cardboard cutout of himself and put it out there in front of the press. Like some, some dictator did recently. I think I saw Thailand somewhere.
1: Yeah. Was that it? Uh, Yeah. I think Thailand, this is, listen, this is, this is the deal. When, when journalists give him a pass, It means this is the new normal. Your behavior doesn't shock me. I just have to adjust how I deal with you. That is not how the press works. They're there to speak truth to power, to demand truth from power. Like Jim Acosta, like Jake Tapper. This is how the European media dealt with Donald Trump. Uh, The
6: other thing is I've always seemed to get, for whatever reason, a disproportionate amount of press or media. And (laughs) throughout my whole life, somebody will explain someday why, but I've always gotten a lot. And as a businessman, I was always treated really well by the press. You know, the numbers speak and things happen. But I've always really had a very good press. And it wasn't until I became a politician that I realized how nasty, how mean, how uh, vicious, and how fake the press can be as the cameras start going off in the background.
1: <laughs> nice. So, that leads us here, where we are today. That leads us here to what we witnessed this last week. With Fox News going full Trump network. Yeah. Yeah with their insane conspiracy theories. Listen to this Washington Post journalist discuss the way it went down.
0: At this hour, the New York Times is trying to distract you. They have a story that Trump wanted Mueller fired sometime last June.
4: Fox News' opinion programming went through a remarkable progression after the New York Times reported on Thursday night that the president had tried in June of 2017 to fire the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Uh, Initially, Sean Hannity, on air in the 9 o'clock hour, basically dismissed the New York Times report. And how many times has the New York Times and others gotten it wrong? He said they're unreliable. It's based on anonymous sources. Uh, And by the way, we at Fox News can't confirm it. About 20 minutes after he first said that, he had Ed Henry on, the chief national correspondent for Fox News, who gave partial confirmation. One piece of it that I've been able to confirm tonight. Fast forward about another 20 minutes, and Sean Hannity is back on and saying, well, now Ed Henry can confirm that maybe the president wanted to fire Robert Mueller during that period. But, hey, he's totally within his right. And, oh, by the way, look at this awesome high-speed car chase. We have sources tonight just confirming to Ed Henry that, yeah, maybe... Donald Trump wanted to
0: fire the Special Counsel for Conflict. Does he not have the right to raise those questions? You know, we'll deal with this tomorrow night. We have a shocking video of the day to bring you, by the way. This footage comes to us from Arizona
4: where you see that red SUV, high-speed police chase. So then an hour later at the top of the 11 p.m. newscast on Fox News, Ed Henry was back on the air with full confirmation. A source close to the White House telling Fox and New York Times is accurate. The president did tell top officials last summer he wanted to fire Robert Mueller. However, on Friday morning, Fox and Friends went in a completely different direction. Apparently, the President of the United States wanted to fire Robert Mueller. Fake
6: news, folks. Fake news. What's your message today? Typical New York Times fake stories.
4: And then coming back, instead of letting Fox viewers know that their own journalists had confirmed the Times reporting, instead they played up the fact that the Times report had focused on four unnamed sources. He said she said.
2: Yeah, he says it's fake news, so let's move on to talk about something that you all care about, that's the wall.
4: From there, the subject was basically dropped. What you see here and what you've seen at times in the past is a really sharp contrast and contradiction between Fox News programming and opinion programming. They went a totally different direction and entirely disregarded their own network's journalism. They pretended that it didn't even exist, and they cast doubt on the veracity of something that Fox News journalists had said was true. That's a really striking thing, and it would seem to be a problem for the network because, yes, they have opinion hosts and news reporters who aren't going to present subjects in the same way but again we're not talking about a different take on the news or a different angle or a different spin we're talking about undermining the credibility of what their own reporters had said was true
1: i would say this poses less of a problem for the network like that washington post reporter just said and more of a problem for the united states more of a problem for americans because who do you believe you get one sustaining truth from every other media outlet, mm-hmm. because they're per- they're 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 reporting accurate right. information. So there is one version mm-hmm. of the facts for reality for the rest of us. But if you're a Fox News viewer, you're getting some of that reality peppered in with the narrative of conspiracy.
2: Yeah. It's unfortunate because they actually have reporters working for them. And so throughout that clip, they said that Fox programs were actually at odds with Fox reporting. Yes. And Sean Hannity brushed off the report.
0: You know, we'll deal with this tomorrow night.
2: Ainsley Earhart brushed off the report. He said, she said... Yeah, He says it's fake news So let's move on to talk about Something that you all care about That's the wall And that's keeping America safe The president says
1: Yeah It's fake So we Let's just move on Because he says it's fake
2: Great Uh, State media watch Anybody
1: Yeah (laughs) No kidding
2: Um, Let's move on to what you care about Him building the wall All the great things he's doing Let's talk about the good stuff Let's remind
1: the audience Once again Who Ainsley Earhart is
2: what state of this the country? majority? Okay, I'm the so majority. Tired of protecting the minority. And so you have people like Chris Wallace and Shepard Smith, and the guy who was reporting on that. Ed John McHenry. Roberts, Ed
1: Henry. There's a few yeah. that are journalists.
2: Yes, and they can't fight this.
1: Right. Yeah. They're they're out of power. They don't have a powerful. Yeah, position Yeah. I mean, Sh-
2: Shepard Smith is on what an hour a day, two hours a day, and the people who support Donald Trump, hate him, don't watch his show. He can't get through to them. And so this is really terrifying because they are kind of living in a different world. And both political parties do this where they inoculate themselves. They don't, they're existing in an echo chamber. They don't accept information that contradicts their worldview. That happens, that's that's human. Yeah. But this is... Ainsley Earhart knows what she's doing. Sean Hannity knows what he's doing. These people know what they're doing. Jesse Waters, all of them.
1: Listen to Hannity. We played this last episode, but listen to this again with this, what we're talking about in mind. Now
0: tonight, for example, they're trying to change the story. At this hour, the New York Times is trying to distract you. They have a story that Trump wanted Mueller fired sometime last June. And our sources, and I've checked in with many of them, they're not confirming that tonight and the president's attorney dismissed the story and says no nope, no comment we're not going there and how many times has the New York Times and others her? A-
1: unbelievable mm-hmm. and then of course follows it up with
0: "All right, so we have sources tonight just confirming to Ed Henry that yeah maybe Donald Trump wanted to fire the special counsel for conflict does he not have the right to raise those questions you know we'll deal with this tomorrow night we have a shocking video of the day to bring you by the way this footage comes to us from Arizona
2: so Even what he said there, not only was it the tone of voice he's being dismissive, it was also what he said. He said he tried to fire him for conflict. Sean Hannity doesn't know that. That
1: wasn't the narrative yet. He
2: just received the information that it had been confirmed, that the report had been confirmed. He doesn't know why.
1: He's scrambling to make up a reason.
2: Exactly. And... There, there were conflicts of interest that Donald Trump was trying to latch on to when he was yeah. uh, talking about how he wanted to get rid of Robert Mueller. One of them was that there was a dispute years ago over fees at the Trump National Golf Club in Sterling, Virginia.
1: Because Robert Mueller was a, was a member of one of Trump's golf clubs. Right. And they were charging him more than he thought. And yes. so he's like, Nah, I'm out of here. I'm just not going to, I'm going to go somewhere else.
2: Yeah. So because of that, Donald Trump's like, he can't be impartial. <laughs> He got mad about the fees. (laughs) He's going to get back at me because of the fees. He's coming after me because of the Trump golf club fees. He's going to ruin
1: my presidency because of fees (laughs) on the golf course. That makes total sense, Donnie boy.
2: Yeah. And then another reason was that Robert Mueller had worked for the law firm that previously represented Jared Kushner.
1: That would send me into a frenzy. Oh, yeah, I'd want to take down the presidency because I worked at a law firm where someone was represented.
2: Well, I wonder if his concern is that Robert Mueller knows too many deets about Jared Kushner.
1: Wow, yeah, that could be it, yeah. Because
2: he worked at the law firm that represented him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that is the the
1: connection. There's one more, too, isn't there?
2: Yes, that he had been interviewed. Robert Mueller was interviewed Mm, to be the FBI director the day before he was appointed to be special counsel. He
1: wasn't, he wasn't, uh, I think he was... Interviewing to be the interim FBI, he wasn't even looking to be the full time dude. He was just like, "Oh yeah, if you if you need look, I know how to do the job. I did it for a long time. Yeah, if you need me, I can step in there and do it. You know what? I'll have a conversation." And then they went somewhere else.
2: Well, and he was interviewed by Donald Trump. Right. So, <laughs> did the interview not go well? Talk about is,
1: stabbing in the dark,
0: man. W- what
2: is what is this?
0: Yeah, maybe Donald Trump wanted to fire the special counsel.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, well,
0: maybe
1: for,
2: for conflict, uh, the way that he just latched on to that and was immediately trying to find a reason to explain to his audience that's yeah. watching because he had to confirm the report and he had to somehow spin it in a way that wouldn't upset his audience. Yeah, it's really disgusting.
1: It's weird.
2: Given the audience that he has, that he doesn't feel a responsibility to give accurate information to inform his audience that it's all just about the spin, Yeah, that's really upsetting.
1: He's for sure not in the business of informing. He's in the business of continuing the narrative, making them feel good in their ideological bubble, in their echo chamber that they have for themselves. I don't want to live like that. I can't imagine wanting to live like that. Yeah, Look, I'm not a giant fan of Hillary Clinton. I voted for her. Based on not wanting to vote for Donald Trump, uh, you know, but but if you loved Hillary Clinton, I don't, I don't think that's a weird thing. But if you love Hillary Clinton and when you hear bad news about her, you can't handle it. You only want to hear good things, and you
2: jump into protection mode.
1: That's a problem. You should want the truth above all else. Yes. Because that will set us free to use a trope, to use a cliche, <laughs> but it will. Yeah. The truth is where will lead us to a modern, progressive, normal, decent society where we're all healthy and happy.
2: Well, think about it like this. Don't you love to be right?
1: More than anything, <laughs> I love to be right.
2: So you want to just attach yourself to those facts. And hug them and love them uh, and carry them with you.
1: <laughs> just bizarre. Yeah. And look, I I used to be an exclusive Fox News viewer years and years ago.
2: Well, you're a former Republican.
1: F- former Republican, right? Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: let's just put it all out there. <laughs> let's just come clean. It's
1: no secret; everybody knows. But you know, it's uh, it, it's just problematic that there's such a large percentage. And listen. Fox News does better in the ratings. Here's another fact for you that's troubling. Fox News does better in the ratings than all other networks, all other cable news networks. Mm -hmm. They are are the giant in the industry. It's really not even close. Mm -hmm. That should trouble everybody. Yeah. Because there's a massive portion of America that is hearing and being fed lies and conspiracies about secret societies within the FBI on an hourly basis.
2: Yeah, they're not even trying to hide it either. So you listen to Ainsley Earhart say, he says it's fake news. Let's move on to something you care about. Yeah. What she's saying there is let's move on to something that Donald Trump wants us to like force down your throat. Yeah. Um, I mean, they care about it because they love Donald Trump. And Donald Trump cares about it. And they're just, they're catering to yeah, their their needs. Absolutely. They're catering to what they want to hear.
1: So so listen, one more time, let's listen to Steve Doocy introducing the segment about the New York Times the next day after it had been uh, verified by Fox News. After their journalism side had said, yeah, real story, this happened, we've confirmed it. We've double sourced this. What CNN is saying, what the New York Times is reporting is true. This is how Steve Ducey talked about it there's a big story that apparently the president of the United States last June wanted to fire Robert Mueller. The
2: president says it's fake news that happened last June. Do you, yeah. you know, it's something we have to tell you about because it is a headline in the New York times. What do you think about that? Do you even care? Something you probably do care right. about is immigration.
1: <laughs> that is insane. Yeah.
2: That is insane. Do you even care about that? No, no it, one cares it's about something that. We
1: got to tell you about because it's a top news, top front page story, of the New York times. But that, <laughs> We're gonna move on to what you care about kicking out brown people. It it is fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah,
2: all right. No wonder he loves to watch the show, right? No wonder he loves to watch it. It makes him feel good. So amazing. It's not all right, it's not so amazing.
1: We're done. It's the asshole of today.
2: Judge Janine.
1: Judge Janine also from the lauded Fox News.
2: Keeping with the Fox News theme. Yes. She <laughs>
1: We don't do this all the time. No, we do. not Every once in a while I just need to purge. It feels necessary. All the Fox News news. It feels necessary. Out. Yeah. yeah.
2: She's going to the city in which Hillary Clinton lives.
1: Chappaqua, New York. She's losing her goddamn mind is what I think. To
2: find Hillary Clinton. She's trying to track her down. Quote, unquote,
1: find Hillary Clinton.
2: And she's interviewing people on the street, asking them if they have delivered food to her, if they've done her nails. She's
1: standing in the woods on the side of the highway reporting like it's a hurricane Reporting live from the woods in Chappaqua, New York. Let me see if Hillary Clinton's here. And then she turns around. Hillary, are you out there? Just it's she's being shitty on Fox News Time. Yeah. For the sake of being shitty about the woman who lost the election. She's a non-entity. She's she's she doesn't need coverage, live coverage from the woods. Well Donald Trump is your president that you interview and you heap praise upon.
2: Yeah, so she well the reason that she's covering Hillary Clinton is because they are um covering the very important corruption scandals within the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> and they they say this is like the biggest news Right. This is really important. They aren't talking about she's not going out to find Hillary Clinton to get a comment on this New York Times sexual harassment article. She's popping
1: her head in the dry cleaner.
2: Yeah. yeah, She's popping her head in the dry cleaner saying, do you clean Hillary Clinton's pantsuits? I mean, it's ridiculous. And she's hashtagging this video street justice. Oh, yeah. That's street justice. Street justice. And is saying that Hillary Clinton likes to hide out in the woods and she's trying to track her down. So this seems very odd and I've seen people retweeting it asking, Are you okay? Are you is something Yeah, it's like the Blair Witch project.
1: She's out there, ah, we're doing my own indie film.
2: Like, are you <laughs> is something happening to you? Do we need to sit down and talk?
1: I think someone may need to. This is hysteria.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I don't I it's don't It's
1: weird. I don't know. Who watches that show and thinks, yeah, she's getting her? Oh yeah, you're harassing the local business person who owns the dry cleaner. Yeah, get him because Hillary lives. What the, what are they
2: doing? Oh yeah, he looks like he delivered her food. Figure out what her order was. <laughs> what does she like to eat?
1: Oh my god.
2: What color were her nails when they got done?
1: Breaking the breaking the real hard hitting stories. <laughs> Hillary wasn't in the woods today. Dun dun dun. Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll deal with this tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll deal with this tomorrow night, everybody.
1: We're never
2: going to deal with it again, We actually.
1: are going to leave you here, though. We love you. We appreciate you. We got big things on the horizon. Yes. Huge, huge announcements to be making over the course of the next couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather, we're, we're going to do a midweek show, and then you're going to see a little bonus episode. Yep. To tell you about the giant things that are happening. Mm. We are going to leave you there with that little teaser. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time after I give you the number one more time. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at Now, we'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dolamore, and this has been... I doubt it. Uh, Here's
6: what's fair. If you're telling me there's a horrible people, horrible racist people, I would certainly apologize if you'd like me to do that.